Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, ready. Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports. I'm Dakota. And I'm Tyler. And we got all kinds of shit today. Thank God. You'd think with the lack of football, we wouldn't have shit to talk about. But now we now we flex to other sports. And one of those sports is college baseball. Goddamn right. And I can't fucking wait. Now we MLB still. We're still trying to figure that out. I've heard that. I've heard. I don't know if you've heard. You've probably heard the same thing because you know baseball way more than me. I've heard that pretty much nothing's been. No progress has been made. Yeah, there'll be no progress, and then there'll be right before the game. It'll be right before it. Spring ball, but we get, we fixed it. Oh no, that should have already started. Oh, for but real? We're, we're getting right up on it, but they'll figure it out. It'll be all at once, so we'll see how it goes. Fuck, it may not. It may not get worked out. We may have a year of no fucking baseball. That would be that makes for some awesome, awesome uh, pickup games though. It'd be like the year of the lockout in the NBA. Whenever we got LeBron and all those dudes in the in the fucking gym just playing pickup against each other, those videos were legendary. Yeah, Trevor Bauer had that. Wiffle ball, like he got, a, he, he got, got a field right here in Arkansas. We bring him team. down here. He got like real teams together and play wiffle ball against each other. I think it was COVID, maybe. I but think they have enough money they can survive that, one season. Yeah, that was awesome. Like the the wiffle ball thing. What if they let people join in with them? Sweet. Would guess, that be sick? I guess it goes on long enough. I guess you would. If we go out there and play wiffle, wiffle ball with <laughs> fucking MLB players, wiffle ball is hard enough with people who don't know how to throw certain pitches. They're gonna make those balls look like them trick balls that yeah. you throw. Just. You know what I mean? Imagine if they had those trick balls. Sick. <laughs> Impossible. I would rage so hard. <laughs> uh, we got a little bit of news in the NFL front. We got some NBA All-Star Weekend action. Or mm. like thereof. Well, the three-point contest was cool. Yeah. That's about all we got. But we got the game today, which is going to be sick. Yeah. We got some Arkansas basketball news. Mm-hmm. A couple other things across college basketball in general. Oh, yeah. Rocky Top. We we got uh we got hypotheticals as well. Um and then some sad news in the college football front. Uh oh. You must know Hope something I there. don't. Well, I mean it's, be interesting. it's sad, but it's not like terrible news. It's not like anything morbid. Nobody died. Just our hopes and dreams of something happening. Huh. Well, we don't start with. Oh, you tell me. You typically like to pop it off some hypos, starter out. So, okay, let's talk a little hypothetical action. Yeah, of course, I forgot to tell you all the date. Today is Sunday the twentieth. Fantastic weather outside. Mm-hmm. Looking like the last about the last couple of days here. Some good weather before we get shit on again for a week. Yeah, looking like New York out in this bitch. It's gonna be snowing <laughs> for three days again. Oh, Can't wait for next week's paycheck. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you could live in a cartoon world mm. for a week. Which cartoon would you pick? Do I pick the character or just the show? The show. You're just yourself in that show. Okay. I mean, there's an obvious one that everyone would think first. Well, there's a couple ways to go here. Looney Tunes. You go with which one would be the most fun? Which would, be, which would be the most beneficial? Which one was your favorite? 
Looney Tunes, most fun. American Dad. Oh, that'd be good. Would be my dream. Because I love all the characters. So and I get to meet Roger. Don't know why. I do know why. But my brain went fairly odd parents. Oh, that'd be a good one too. As long as I can also make wishes. You get your own fairies. Yeah. Okay. Or I can use Timmy's. <laughs> uh, as far as meeting someone fairly odd step parents they could be your step fairies now you just use timmy's <laughs> i tried to make it funny it didn't work <laughs> i was trying to find the line of how far i wanted to go with that joke but <laughs> uh, as far as meeting somebody in a cartoon give me oh give me tom and jerry really I figure out why tom's so fucking stupid he knows where the goddamn mouse is going to be. He knows where Jerry's at. He knows all of his tricks. He just keeps falling for him. I guess it kind of ruins the premise of the show if I show him how to do it or wake him up to the situation. He'll just point at the cue cards. <laughs> all right, look, I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, I'm sticking with fairly odd parents. American Dad me. I love Stan. I want to hear, I want to react to Steve singing his falsettos in person. <laughs> And I want to meet Roger. Oh, Rick and, and Morty. And forgot all about Rick and Morty. Give me Rick and Morty. And Bang Francine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I told y'all to go. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I thought this could get funny. Okay. If you had to switch the sounds that two animals make with each other, what two animals are you switching? Okay. Let's go. Oh, that was tough. It's going to be an elephant and something. You can make an elephant sound into a lot of funny shit. See, the first thing I thought was dog and cat. Just flip them. <laughs> I mean. Wouldn't that be funny? A cat sitting there barking. <laughs> the goddamn pit bull meowing. <laughs> so I was thinking like elephant and squirrel. Something like that. The volume stays the same? Or just the, the tone of the noise? I think the volume got to stay the same. Got to stay the same. Yeah, elephant and squirrel then. Give me that. <laughs> How many squirrels there are around here? You just walk across, you know, walking through the park, whatever, and you just hear elephants coming from the treetops. Now, are the people conscious of the switch? Do they know that? Just you. Just me. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's funny. Because then you get to watch people freak out. Yeah, or, uh, see, I, was, I said you, the elephant was obvious when I think the squirrel, or what if, what if it was like tigers? And a, a mole. Like, mole is majority of the time underground, but you could hear him. Something just fucking roaring underground, and they pop out, just a little tiny fucker. Or like a cricket and a lion. Oh, I didn't even think about bugs. Oh, cricket my and a God. Lion. Ants. <laughs> oh. Ants and like a... Hmm. What's an aggressive noise? Uh, bear. Ants and uh, elk. Oh, ants, Jesus. Ants bugling through the house. <laughs> That'd be fucking crazy. It's problematic. It is. I do one more. What else uh, you got? Oh, this one. Give me a good one. If you could get a ticket to any show or event, what would you want a ticket to? I'm going to say, including people dead or alive. Like I guess it could be like a specific Super Bowl in the past or a certain concert of a band who's either not together or long past, whatever. Any, um, any one ticket 
To a show? To a show or event. Anything. Anything that required a ticket. Um... I would. Mm. I think I'm gonna go Queen. Yeah, that'd be pretty legendary. Just that, just that. I mean, you go back to every time, like the just sea of people that they're standing in front of with Freddie Mercury just fucking off on the microphone and everybody just copying him back. That would be awesome. But my number one concert, I've always said, like Dead or Alive, would be like in their prime. Beastie Boys have been awesome. Yeah, but Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury is and a good Queen one. would be electric. Freddie Mercury or like a Michael Jackson show from his prime. That'd be good. Or I'd go back to when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl a few, couple years ago. Yeah, but see, I, I've always wanted, obviously, being at the Super Bowl and your team wins would be cool, but it, it's not like watching it. You're, you're just going to say you were there. Yes. Really, because watching it wouldn't. I experienced it in my living room. Like, right, and it wouldn't, I don't think the experience would be, as, I know the experience wouldn't be as good there. Because, like, every game I've ever been to, minus baseball games, because baseball is slow until it's, like, it's it's flip of a switch. You don't have to feel the momentum building and stuff like that. The momentum helps, like, the announcers help you build the momentum through their commentary. If you're there, you just kind of, you're just a spectator. So, Super Bowl would be cool, but. I would probably pick the. Also, nah, yeah, that's my favorite. I'd go to I'd go to the 2016 game seven. That would be good. Basketball would be good. Oh, the Cavs Warriors championship where LeBron came back three one. I Me, mean, I want to go to the home run derby in the middle of the steroid era with Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, those guys. I'd like to go watch Ken Griffey. That would be cool. oh, Ken Griffey would be awesome. Favorite baseball player of all time. Yeah. Speaking of baseball players. We got baseball. Whoa, that's a loud blue button. Well, there's bobblehead in my way. Whoa, move Steph out of the way. Control the volume. Maybe he's up there telling you which sounds the other one makes. And we're going to have a whole show in front of the TV during All-Star Weekend about which sounds their couples make. Get the oh, fuck out of here. God, that was pain. I was like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. I, I, I'm, I'm smelling what you're stepping in now. <laughs> Speaking of smelling, Friday's game was a stinker. Opened up the season with an L for Arkansas baseball. That doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. 1994, actually. Last time that happened. Especially to a shit baby. Yeah. Like I said, baseball's weird. I mean, there's usually a little more emphasis on the first game of the season, I think, is why it doesn't happen to us. I mean, we could be Mississippi State and lose the series. Mississippi State did lose back-to-back and got fucking shellacked yesterday, (laughs) like 13-3. to Now, granted, they played a pretty good team. Yeah, played the dirt bags. What a what a fucking badass name. That's we were we were the dirt bags in U trip the first year we played, and I was like, oh, this is weird. And then, but I mean, I, since we went to the military, dirt right. bags. You know, but, what but mean? then I realized it was an actual team. I was like, oh shit, this is not this is not too bad. Friday's game for Arkansas sucked. I mean, it, it in the moment. Angry. Does it matter in the end? Absolutely not. But there were some noteworthy things. There were some promising things. There were some terrible things. First of all, the bases loaded landing that they finished in right field is fucking fantastic. I will sit there 
at some point this season for a game. I've, when I've heard it's like 50 seats or 50 tickets available, the front row is seating, and the back of after that, if you're not there early, and if you get one of those standing room only, but there's like a little bar area. It looks pretty sweet, and the view is awesome. So they did. They made it a point to show that several times, and I will be checking that out. Um, early on in the game, actually, let me go back to one of my later notes because it applies to this one. Brady Slavens is still doing the thing where he swings for the fucking moon. <laughs> like it's infuriating because he misses more than he doesn't. I saw a thing on Twitter. I am I am a hundred percent sure that Slavens is swinging for home runs, yet he still somehow hits singles, doubles, and triples while he's trying to hit a home on run. accident. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw one that said he's trying to hit balls to Jesus. Yeah. He swings so fucking hard every time. Um, if he consistently connects with these balls, he's going to lead the fucking NCAA in home runs. But he he has to fucking hit it. That's the thing. And it's, it, I could be wrong. I feel like it started when he came back from injury last year. He started just swinging for the fucking moon. But, I mean, it's not like he was not trying to hit home runs before. He led the team in home runs for the majority of the year. But it just seemed to get less or, yeah, less frequent contact after his injury. Either way, he made contact, hit 103-mile-per-hour line drive off the pitcher's head, took him out of the game. That was a scary situation. I guess he's fine. From what I heard yesterday, he's fine. Um. We went down two to nothing early. Battles and Zach Gregory hit a, hit home both hit home runs in the fifth inning. Gregory was short of the fence like two times. I love Jalen Battles. I love Jalen Battles as well. Jalen but the, the middle infield like Jalen Battles and Robert Moore. There is no ball that's going to consistently get through. Like there's no weak spot. I said early in that game yesterday. I was like, oh, that's why we have the best middle infield in baseball. And then Zach Gregory made a ridiculous play at third base to turn a double play. And I was like, fuck, we have the best infield in baseball. In the game on Friday, I think two of our three outfielders got to play, got a play or a ball hit to them, and they were both one apiece. No other ball made it to the outfield. And that a lot because Nolan was hitting, was, was getting them to hit into ground balls a lot, which is fantastic because he's not like his. His stuff is not just like he's not Kevin Copps. Like he's not going to come in there and strike everybody out. So if you can get everybody to hit in you know, ground balls, you get a lot of double play situations. You keep your pitch count low, and it's realistic that you can go long enough to get to the guy. Because I'm gonna tell you something. I don't love our bullpen. <laughs> I've seen that uh, floating around. I'm gonna have a running a running list. I've already got it started. It's, it says, "What's this right there? That little category." Right there. Arkansas relievers that I trust. Yeah. And it will be, there were. It's going to be a short list. There were four <laughs> different people on this list between Friday and Saturday. And I deleted them. So one of them I added back. But, yeah, I, that's going to be up to date every time. He's got two right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not great. And one of them I took off, probably should have put back on. I saw the, I CDB. saw a fucking. The uh, photo, the funny photo of Wolverine laying in bed holding the picture frame, <laughs> and it was Kevin Copps, and the caption said, uh, what was it, sometimes all I think of yeah. you, and it was just him looking at him like, <laughs> oh, we miss Kevin. Yeah, I mean, Connor, Connor is the Friday night guy, maybe nervous, just because last year he was pretty inconsistent, 
I don't want to say he's still inconsistent. He seems to be consistently not a Friday night guy, in my opinion. But like I said, if he if he keeps getting ground balls like that, we'll make it work. Now today is the one I'm nervous about. I was excited, nervous about Connor. I was excited about yesterday with uh, Hagen Smith, and nervous about today with Wiggins. I love Wiggins. So do I. But it's a wild card. I just want to see if he's <laughs> got any sort of control down or yeah. developed any other pitches. Because right now, it's like, hey, I, I can throw harder than you can swing. Which is fine. Except you might also hit him in the fucking neck. Right. So, and if we're going to do this this year and he's going to be the Sunday guy and his control hasn't gotten any better, stop trying to back off and throw at 96 miles an hour. The Backing off and throwing at 96 shouldn't be two things you say together. But if you if you have no control, just throw it as hard as you can. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect anything. Uh, what else? Friday. Oh yeah, one through five in our lineup went over seventeen with no hits. Not good, especially since it was right a right handed pitcher they're facing. Last year we had terrible luck against lefties. That kind of got better and then worse yesterday. But uh, over seventeen through top five in your lineup is not going to get you anywhere. Peyton Stovall, very excited about him. He's the one that turned down $2 million to come play for us this year. He has not had a great start from the plate. But his plate, his plate discipline is very good. Like, he does not swing at shit. He doesn't swing at bad pitches. He doesn't swing at the ones that are trying to get him to chase. He just has not been able to put a fucking ball in play safely yet. Granted, it's only been two games. But if you're leading off, you got to have some production. you got to get on base because you got the guys behind you that are swinging for the fucking fences. Yeah, the bull, like I got on here, bullpen is concerning. Morris and Vermillion especially, coming in on Friday, almost instantly got worse. I'm assuming Vermillion is going to be kind of in the closer role this year, unless somebody else steps up and surprises it, or me at least. I expect Vermillion to be in that, in that closer spot, so going to have to get some more consistency out of that. We cannot afford to have somebody come in and let them blow the shit wide open. But Friday, it's in the past. Act like it never happened. Saturday, wouldn't you know it? We're in game two. Bob Moore's got a home run. I didn't realize until afterwards they had a little bat toss. Was concerning because it barely went over the fence. I don't know if he just knew or if he thought it was going further than it was. But it snuck over into the bullpen, and he was sliding that bitch from trotting to first base. I don't. If you weren't here last year for baseball season, listening to this show, and you don't love Robert Moore, you're going to get tired of this show at some point. Because I will hammer it every chance I get, and he's going to provide a lot of opportunity to do that. Uh, we, I mentioned it just a minute ago. They started the lefty yesterday, and we had... I think five hits pretty early. Like we were consistently getting to him, which is good to see. Last year it was extremely frustrating. It was like night and fucking day. I don't know why anybody that played us didn't throw every lefty they had just because. Because it didn't have to be good lefties. Like it wasn't specific like left-handers I was worried about. It was anybody who throws the ball with their left hand. We could not fucking do anything about it. So they started off hot. Then they brought in, I think the second guy they brought out of the bullpen was a lefty, and he kind of shut it down. Uh, gosh, he had some fucking weird name, but he was a problem. Hagen Smith started for us yesterday, though. 
He's a he's lefty, freshman. That motherfucker is going to be good. He's going to be the guy this year. I know we're two games into the season, one game of seeing him, six innings. Six innings he gave up. I think he had he allowed five hits. But the the yeah, here goes. Six innings, five hits, no one runs, one walk, six or five strikeouts. I will take that all fucking day. He looked calm. He looked like he had control. He had some pretty good stuff to go in. I like him a lot. Um missed, yeah, I missed Mississippi State uh, lost back to back start of the year. Yeah. Thirteen and three on Saturday. Bandy and Oklahoma State, they played. Vandy won Friday. Oklahoma State won yesterday. I'm excited for that game today. Other than that, I don't know how much more I have on the Arkansas or on the college baseball front. I'm very excited for uh, – God damn it. There was right. another game, and I can't think of it. Today? Yeah. <clears throat> Good day. I don't know. Oh. One more thing on Arkansas baseball. Seeing like Miles Turner, the transfer that we got, I'm very excited about him. I think he came from. I think it was Kansas State. Very excited. It is going to take some serious time for me to get used to to get the Opitz bias out of my brain. Like there were some pitches last night that were not great that made it to or Friday night. We had one that made it to the backstop. It was it was a it was a bad pitch. Like you threw it into the ground, but it's not normal. Like Opus just stopped those, all of them. He did have one where he was he set up down low, and I think maybe it was Hagen Smith missed his spot way high, and he was able to snag it. But it, like the the things that I'm used to, not worrying about, it's gonna it's gonna take a minute. I also want to see somebody steal on him to see what we're working with behind the plate because Opus, you just didn't. It wasn't smart to steal on. Him. But I'm excited about a lot of these new guys. There's a lot of people that I don't know enough about, like this Lanzini guy or wait no. Lanzili, okay, he hit a lot of loud outs. Like, he had a lot of balls at the warning track. He had a lot of shots off the bat that were fucking hot. He's going to have double-digit home runs. I'm going to call it right now, which, I mean, is not an extremely hot take. We had, like, five, six people last year that had double-digit home runs, but I think he's going to be one of them. I'm excited about the new guys. I'm excited about Caden Wallace this year. I cannot wait to get into some of these, like, big-time matchups. Mm. Keep it on the Arkansas front. Okay. Down goes Rocky Top. Oh, my goodness. Didn't even score 50 points. Yeah, boys, I, I didn't think we would either. <laughs> be honest with you. It was uh, ugly. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. It's ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ugly. Before we get too far into that, I completely forgot to say the two people that are on my list of relievers that I trust. Oh. It's Evan Taylor and Heston Toll. Evan Taylor came in to face one batter and struck him out, and then they pulled him. They pulled, brought him in for a lefty-on-lefty situation. If you come in for one guy, you strike that guy out, can't execute that any better. Nope. So Did your job. One batter, but he's on the list. I trust him so far. Even if we use him, situational things like that. Heston Toll came in to, for in relief. Um I saw it on Twitter. It wasn't my original thought, but anybody named Heston probably recruit him. I saw Heston Kerstead, Heston Toll, both appear to be great. Yes. What doesn't appear to be great is Arkansas's half court offense. No, it's not. But, but our defense makes still, up for we're it. We're still rolling. Forty-eight points. Yeah, our defense makes up for it. 
We are physical, and I believe Jalen Williams is now up to like some 40-odd amount of charges. It's unbelievable. And he got, he got Tennessee little, Twitter is so fucking salty. <laughs> well, he got a little wrapped up in that, I think. They're familiar. Yeah. He was trying to pull some ridiculous shit, and then he kept getting called for fouls. When you're literally making hand gestures for the amount of charges you've taken in the middle of a game, it's very clear you're keeping up with what the fuck this is, as if it's some stat that people really fucking pay attention to. Well, they do, because... Uh, Every broadcast that I've heard since he got to like 30, it has been mentioned multiple times. Yeah, I watched him put the 4-0 up whenever he got his 40th. And it is impressive, don't get me wrong. And it's something that you can use to make yourself stand out because I don't think they're counting a lot of people's charges for the year. Uh, No, 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 no. Um, We won. Half we won. Our defense is fantastic. I mean, 48 points in 40 minutes. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty pretty fucking good. I think we held him to under, I think it was... Fuck. Let me look it up so I can actually give you a real fucking fact. But I'm pretty sure we held him under 32% shooting. While you're looking for that, I flipped over and I was watching the uh, Florida-Auburn game mm-hmm. right beforehand. The last probably three and a half minutes, because that's where I flipped over, were fucking wild. It was back and forth, tit for tit. Yeah, they shot 27%. That's not good. Tennessee. What do we shoot? 30%. Okay, there we go. It was offensive struggle, which means everybody said it was a it was a defensive battle. They shot 16% from three. We shot 22% from three. <laughs> but that, that Florida and Auburn game, it was back and forth, back and forth, and then Florida built like a nine-point lead, and then they came back again, and Auburn made, some, made a boneheaded inbound pass. Florida got it back. Clock runs out. They win. They were talking about it. While when Florida ran that lead up to like nine, about how the people were inching their way down towards the court to storm the court because they never stormed the court in Florida, which seems crazy. But they they ran down like they were going to storm it, and then Auburn started coming back. And then when they blew it, there was about forty six people that stormed the court. It was the saddest thing I've ever fucking seen. It was about mm, forty seconds after the after the game was over that they finally made it onto the court. It seemed like they wanted to do it, and then the security was like, hey, you can't, and they obliged, and then they're like, nah, fuck it, we'll go. And by that point, there was only, like I said, only about, they covered the logo at half court. That's their That was their court storming. It was very sad. I am starting to enjoy the uh, home court where we just, we boo, we pick a random person, we just fucking boo them all game. I mean, we we kept all buddy two for 13. Do you Kobe. follow that, that yeah. page? Yeah, Vizco- the guy. if you don't follow the boo the guy at the bud page and you're planning on going to any of these games, you're messing up. <clears throat> this guy was two for 13 and one for nine from three. Because he puts stats out periodically with all the people that he's selected or they've selected, whoever selects them, as opposed to in Bub Walton and everywhere else. It's pretty consistently Oh, I had to worse. publicly shout out and admit that Dakota had it right. It is a uh, biopic. <laughs> I thought it was a biopic because it sounds way more smooth, when we way get, better. When I was we, wrong. When we get into the All-Star Weekend, we have another another thing where he's come on board with. Can't wait to get to that. Mm. But the Auburn-Arkansas game, nope. No, that already happened. It did. Tennessee-Arkansas game. Yes. It, exactly like most of them said afterwards, uh, I don't have the quote on me, so I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, they're not always going to be pretty. And when you really think about it, I can't tell you a single Arkansas game that we've won that was actually pretty. I mean, the Missouri game was pretty good. Well, but come on. Not a high-caliber opponent, which when you say it like that, kind of makes sense that it's going to be, you're going to have to grind out those. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a grind-out game. 
Big wins. Uh, Note fouled out, uh, and his fifth foul was a just oh egregious, egregious foul well, We're going to put him back into the game right here. He's been sitting for, what, two minutes or so? And he comes in. They throw the inbound pass. Offensive foul. See you later. I mean, he, he played 24 minutes. That's it. It couldn't have been worse situation to put him back in when he's been sitting because he's in foul trouble. And you get an offensive foul on an inbound pass. You know how mad Musselman has to be to actually put K.K. Robinson in the game? And he did it? <laughs> he did. And the entire fucking stand started cheering yeah. when K.K. came onto the court. And then booed. Everyone started booing whenever they pulled him out. He played three minutes. As soon as he let go of that pass, I knew he was coming out. It so wasn't it, even that bad of a pass, though. Like so, he, he held his hand up like Statue of Liberty. He wants it in one hand up top. And it hit him. It was just a little bit high, yeah. so he dropped it and bobbled it. Oh, that's enough. K.K., you're no, out of here. Chris Likes, you're one for seven in the game. We're going to leave you in the entire fucking time. But his one was a three, so. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I just don't understand the the playing people almost the entire duration of the game. They're, they lose their legs. They can't shoot. They're, they're tired as fuck. It's not, the, it's not the player's fault. They just need a fucking breather. Like, just no, and, fucking and have a 10-man rotation. What is this? And oh. the commentary acknowledged it. We've talked about it on here. Like, he is a one-man press break. Like, he's, valu- he's valuable in that sense. But as far like, wait for that moment. Wait till we all he's valuable for is time. the last three minutes of the game. Right, that's it exactly. And if you only play him in that in that time, I don't think I have anything bad to say about him. I don't either because like his ability to get open to get the ball inbounds and then get it across half court, you can set you could set up your offense if we ran one, and then just pass the ball into him and let him get to you. Jalen Williams played forty minutes. One thing I will say about him is he has gotten better in those situations. Now he did shoot another three late in the yeah, game. Yeah, he did. It was terrible, but. He has gotten much better about breaking the press, and when he gets down, he'll get all the way under the basket. Now, Grant, everybody's there, and yeah, he, he will run backwards. Doesn't throw it up. I would rather him do that than try to throw it up in the middle of four people who are obviously all taller. Than I him. would rather him just not be on the court. Well, I mean, when KK was out there, things looked so much better. He can dribble, he can pass, he is fast, he can shoot. It's just I don't. I just I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm, I I have a, I've had a bad tendency of bringing <laughs> up the victory. bad stuff after we win, and there's. Yeah. It ain't going to do much. It's just, damn it. When we if have he, shot creators on the fucking bench that aren't getting to play and we can't find people who can shoot. I mean, Amude struggled all game. He's one of my favorite players, and he just had a real bad game. Yeah, off game. That's, that's going to fucking happen. I'm okay with that. Like, But, damn it, if we have shot creators on the fucking bench and we're struggling to find shots, put somebody in who can. Jackson can. KK can. I, I just I get frustrated. That's all. I, I, if he doesn't, if KK doesn't transfer. Yeah, 100% chance he does. Then it's okay. Got some people pretty close to him who have said he's easy going to do it. Yeah, probably. If he doesn't, though, I hope he goes to Kentucky it's and all fucking okay. kills everybody. No. I love watching lefties ball. I fucking Any, love it. Anywhere else. I think anywhere else. Yeah, he could go to Kentucky and. Well, I'm not saying he wouldn't. I'm saying I hope. Yeah. I, anywhere else I could I could try to hope, wish him the best, but that'd be tough. Watch him go to Duke. Yes, yeah, that doesn't affect me at all. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I mean, just want to see him succeed. I'm not. I. If he, I'm not okay with him transferring. I would understand, but Duke would affect me zero. So, yeah, I want to see. I just want to see him succeed. That's all it is. I, I love everyone's. Everyone's go to is always, well, he doesn't play very good defense. That's why he's on. The, uh, he looked very fucking fine to me in those three minutes he played yesterday. Oh, Chris likes doesn't play good defense. Chris likes plays no defense because <laughs> he can't. Jalen Williams doesn't move from the rim. He just stands at the fucking rim and leaves people wide open. I like Tony's defensive hustle. He's he's good, and I like Amude's defensive hustle. He's he's fine, but 
Other than that, there's no stellar defensive players on the core anyway, so you can't be like, oh, well, KK doesn't play defense. Well, honestly, not many of our players do. Note has good situational defense. In in moments yeah. where we got to have it, he, he fouls very a lot. Aware. He's yeah. very handsy. Yeah. They were talking about that, that practice after the last game where he got fouled out. Where they made him hold a towel over his head while he was playing defense so he couldn't reach in as much, but doesn't work. didn't appear to work. No. It's just did. like Coach Clark... Uh, taping a clipboard Clip to your hand to, your to make hand. you shoot one-handed, it's not going to work. Yeah, because as soon as you have that hand back, it's muscle memory. Watson will use two hands. It's a, it's a good <laughs> thought. Like, it makes sense when you're watching it. Like, oh, that, that would keep you from doing it because you can't. And then unless you tape a clipboard to their hand in the game, that's not going to matter. That situation did happen when we were in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So that, that is a real a real thing that happened, and it was awesome because, well, I ain't going to shit on nobody, but it was just funny to see someone get a little bit take drawn down, back down, down peg. Let's, let's 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 deflate that head a little bit here cuz you ain't all that. Let's chill. Um Amudi ain't going to have a game like that very often. You know, we we couldn't I I am growing so so impatient with the half court offense. Uh the just complete lack of just okay, note here. Let's see if you can just dribble around and jack up some stupid shit. No one's going to move the entire time. Let's just see what happens. The other thing I was thinking about during that game was that that was they said that was the first game that both of us had been ranked because ten- Tennessee's had a pretty similar season to us. They, they yeah. struggled early and then they got hot lately, but us be us losing to Hofstra in those early games is going to keep us out of any significant rankings. No matter what we do, we could go undefeated the rest of the season. I don't think we make it inside the as top. well as looking at our shooting percentages, how we play on the road compared to home, all that, th- all that shit factors in. I don't even and when know we're not we, home. I don't trust us. I don't even know that we make it into the top 15 if we went out just because of those. Uh, games. If we went out, cause that means we beat Tennessee and Kentucky. At Tennessee and home against Kentucky, if we beat those, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to be top 15. But I don't see both of those happening. I think both of those will be losses. Yeah, because Tennessee's played similar to us very well at home, and outside of that, not a lot. And Kentucky just scares me because they're Kentucky, which is something I'm gonna have to try to remember for teams like Tennessee when we get to tournament time because there's no home games. So right. That's gonna be interesting. See what happens there. Uh, yes. I don't know. I could see this being a, what was it when, what, what year was that? Portis and Qualls were here, and we played Wofford, and then we played North Carolina round two, and we barely lost North Carolina. I could see it being one of, like an early exit, but strong showing type of season. Yeah, I could see us being done in the round third too. Yeah. And we'll see. And that's not shitting on the team. Like, we're extremely... The defense will keep you in games that yeah. you don't feel good about on paper. And the turnaround that Muss has done is is not to go unnoticed. Like he has completely turned the program around. Don't don't get it twisted. I think he's just trying to bide time until he can get his own kind of recruiting classes of young guys set up instead of just having to rely on transfers. Once we get to the point where we don't have to rely on transfers and we've got our own guys here. I mean, we got a lot of one and dones next year, that's for sure. Anthony Black yes. was in the house last night. And I was very glad to see the game go that way with him being there. Yes. I wish he would have been there for the Auburn game, but yeah, you know he saw it. I, I watched a little, I don't know who it was, interviewed him afterwards. I saw and they were talking too. about it, and he was like, oh, you know, my, my visit was great and everything, but kind of being able to be here and see the environment that everybody talks about is it's a big deal. He said give him a month, he'll have his decision. Which seems absurd at this point. I mean, that means he's still legitimately weighing all his options. Yeah. I wonder if he... Like, had it in his head where he was going to go, and then after that, he was like, ah, uh, maybe give me a month. Like, if that showed him enough to change his decision he'd already made. But do I want 200000 to come here for a year, <laughs> or do I want $2 million to go to IMG Academy? Yeah. 
Hmm. Jackson State. They have a basketball team. How much do I want? Jacksonville State. Which one's Deion Sanders? It's uh, Jackson State, I believe. Okay. Well, Is it Jacksonville State? I don't know. I don't know either. We've 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 mentioned when I did my bowl, we don't know. When I did my bowl pick, and I picked the other one, and everybody else did. I was like, oh, you're all fucking up. They're going to win this. And I was like, oh, that's not that team. They lost. And that's fine because Deion's team lost too. Yeah, that's true. But I am happy to see that we are, what, 20 and 6 or something like that? That is great to see. We're 21 now. Yeah, it's great to see we're 10 and 4 in SEC play. Same as Tennessee. I just, I actually got not humbled this morning, but sort of made me open my eyes as to why I think the way that I think. I had somebody on Twitter call, not call me out, but was like, kind of questioned, like, oh, you know, I think maybe we should just trust Muss. He knows more than we do and practice the blah, 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 one of those again. And I commented and I said, no, I do not. There is zero fucking way you can, you can say that KK can't be on the court. And he goes, oh, okay, now I understand you a little bit more. You like style of play more than you like outcome. And I'm like, you know what? It's kind of true because I like seeing guard play. I like right. seeing explosive fast breaks. I like seeing, you know, step backs. I like seeing the fancy passes, you know, and that you have to have guard play to do that. And we don't have it right now. Right. I'm telling you right now, no, JD Note is not a fucking point guard. He should no. not be our one. If you put KK in the starting lineup with Note, you're talking fucking business here or put KK in likes minutes. And he's the backup point guard and comes in and starts. Note is not a one. He's a two. And the fact that he brings the ball up the entire game makes no fucking sense to me. I don't understand it. He's not running off of picks. He's not running off of plays. He's not getting running into a spot-up shooting situation. He just dribbles it down and then dribbles some more until he shoots it. That's all it is. That, that That's not fucking conducive. And it will get us out. That'll put us on upset watching the first round of the, of the tournament. Just like you just said. That kind of play won't work. We don't have a, a, a true center. We don't have forwards who can... I like Moody, Mood, don't get me wrong, and I like Jalen, but... We don't have forwards who can make something happen like the Kansases, like the the Baylors, Auburn. like the Texas Techs, we, the Auburns. We don't have those. So if you have a, sh- uh, uh, a shooting guard that's playing the point guard position, if you don't have forwards and centers who can make up for the wild shots, there's, no, there's nothing that's going to happen for your offense. And we've shot under 35% multiple times. So it's just I'm happy that we're winning, but I'm thinking long term. And I'm thinking each time we win, I'm like, okay, what will this translate to in the tournament? Not good. Well, and I, I- – I default to, and I did the same thing with the Devin Bush situation. We talked about it in football. It was like, we don't know what's going on at practice. Having coached kids, and this is obviously vastly different, and I'm not saying this is what's going on, but having coached kids, like you get those parents who are like, oh, why is my kid, why is my son not playing this? It's like, because your kid doesn't fucking try at practice. Your kid has a fucking bad attitude at practice. Like they don't want to do it. I'm not saying that's the case here. We're talking about college athletes. They obviously all want to be there. But there are little things in practice that make you make decisions that people who are just coming, showing up, watching the games don't see. So I automatically default to the fact that, like, there has to be something going on. It's very similar to the Eric Bieniemy situation. Like, on paper, looking at it, it doesn't make sense why he's not a head coach. But there has to be something. And it may just be an experiencing. Like, that's happened with Arkansas for years. How are you going to get get him experience if you don't play him? Right. No, I agree. And that, But, like, even back to the – obviously, I'm not, I'm not comparing Chad Morris – to Musselman. Okay? No. But the Ben Hicks situation, like when it came in, we knew that was going to be the starting quarterback because he had the experience and we knew there was bad. better people behind him. And it showed very quickly. But I don't know. There has to be something there. I just hope that we don't pay for it. I hope these people don't leave the team because they haven't been able to play. Now, it's it's possible with Nick Smith playing the two, Nick Smith's shooting guard, um, 
let's hope they don't put him in a note role. If we see, here's my thing. I'm I'm trying to focus on this year, but if we see next year the exact same sets and offense and the exact same play styles of offense next year, Musselman's never going to change. If we see Nick Smith, who's a shooting guard, dribbling the ball up all game and playing a note position, nothing's ever going to change. Because I was thinking, you could put KK next year, he'll be what, junior? I think he might be a junior now. I can't remember. No, I think he's the junior next year. Okay, well then, you could put him at the actual point guard position with Nick Smith at the two, Walsh at the four, or or Black at the four and Walsh at the five. Um, you could. You could do that, and it would work. But if this is how Muslims' offenses are going to roll no matter who the fucking players are out there, I don't know if we ever see a change in the team. And well, this if, they, if we've they, had such success so quick that if we don't start topping that success – People are going to start getting a little disgruntled. I mean, there's a, you already got the entire fan base on Twitter saying, why is K.K. Robinson not playing? The entire fan base. I think if he does that next year, though, like everybody talks about him being the, you know, his success in the transfer portal, and everyone's like, oh, we can't recruit, and now he's done that. If you run this style of offense next year, you're not going to be able to – Shout out to Ronnie Brewer for making it happen. Right. You're not going to be able to have – create enough opportunities for all these, quote-unquote, one-and-done guys, and you're going to stop getting top-tier talent to come to you because they're not able to showcase their – their abilities in one year. Yeah, you're going to see a drastic drop off next year. You know what they said? I mean, with a great recruiting class comes a lot of expectations. Yeah, and that's the thing is he's he's been able to build those expectations without the recruiting classes, just from the people he's got from the transfer portal. It's very clear that he prioritizes defense over offense. Right, and it's and it's kept us in a lot of games because, it's like you say, you shoot thirty percent and you beat you know a top twenty team shouldn't happen a lot. But that's why we keep getting these ugly wins. Mm-hmm. Because we're just like our offensive production is not great, but we make theirs worse. Like that's that's all it is. But he's not going to stop the transfer portal thing. So you have all this. If you're able to I continue to have this recruiting talent coming in, well, sometimes like the the Justin Smith one obviously is one that makes you think like, oh fuck yeah, I love that one. work. And Amude is our Justin Smith. Right. I have come to that conclusion. He is the most athletic transfer. He's the most exciting transfer. He has the most upside of his transfer, and he can get up to mm-hmm. fucking dunk. Like he is. He's not. As athletic, uh, aesthetically as Justin Smith was, but Amude can shoot and is a fucking freak. Yeah, I, he is our Justin Smith transfer. But I'm thankful for everybody who wants to come play in Arkansas. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like you said several weeks ago. You live by the portal, you'll die by the portal. Well, and he's going to start to the do it. We're looking like we're dying from it, <laughs> and we're talking about you know the ability to create all these opportunities for people who have only planned on playing in college for one year. And then you still have your transfer guys. Like if they transfer in and they're, you know, they don't have a lot of years of eligibility, which most transfers won't, you're going to have to play them to justify them coming there. So either going to. I would have loved to see us get Matt McClellan whenever he transferred. That would have been sick. That would have been. Should have been. That would have been sick. But we locked his ass down anyways in tournaments. Who cares? <laughs> Sent his ass packing. Sad as fuck. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I am happy that we won. That's all I'll say. Yep. It sounds like I'm not happy that we won. I am. You got to realize I just think long-term. It's so close to the tournament, that's all I'm thinking about. So I'm trying to translate every single victory or loss into what will this look like in a neutral setting? What will this look like in a away court? What will this look like in an SEC, SEC tournament? What will this look like? I'm interested to see in the bracketology if Auburn comes off that one seed now. They lost to Florida. Oh, they, I saw it yesterday. They put out the new – it was before the floor, Florida beat them, so I give you your, – your, what you're saying makes make sense. What I wonder what they'll drop to, but that brought up a point that I had whenever I saw the uh, 
Lenardi's bracketology shit yesterday. It popped up on the bottom. Before the Florida game, they were still a one seed. They were the number two overall. Damn it, I can't remember. Gonzaga was the number one overall. You want to explain to me how Tennessee's a three seed? You want to explain to me how Tennessee has the worst record than us? They're number 16? I mean, they probably haven't had as, as bad a losses. They don't have a Hofstra on their resume, I assume. But they had worse record than us, and they were 16, we're 23. We're not even a top four seed, it showed. What I really don't want to happen is... I don't think we deserve to be. Don't get me wrong. We haven't been very good against Q1 opponents, but... But I, what I don't want to happen is for us to end up a five seed. Because that 12-5... We're going to be worse than a five. Well, I'm saying, if, if, if everything works out and we end up at a five, like you would think... You know, the higher seed we get, the better off we are. That 12-5 upset's going to happen. And if we're a five seed, that's going to be tough to not pick that one. Yep. And Michigan will fuck around and be a 12. Watch. It's going to be something like that. Some good team will fall and we'll sneak into a five spot. That's worst case scenario. Yeah, I see us realistically as a six or a seven. Our, sense. our losses have been bad and our wins have been bad. So, I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not enough to bump us up there with the, with the big dogs, I don't think. Uh, I'll be happy just to get in, to be honest with you. Talking about uh, Auburn and where they're going to be at, there was some dude for Florida who went up, and Kessler met him at the rim. He didn't dunk on him, but the, but the shot went in, and he did the too small thing on him, and he's fucking seven foot something all the way back down the court. They were fucking <laughs> heated. That game was intense. Like I said, the last three minutes was awesome. And I only flipped over there to watch it because the Arkansas game was supposed to start. We got some good college games today, too. Uh, we got fucking Michigan playing in a good one today, I believe. Yeah, we got – what the hell? Damn it, I put it on SEC. Son of a bitch. Uh, we got – now, if this was like eight years ago or nine years ago when March Madness seemed like it was at an all-time peak, mm-hmm. this game would be sick. Providence and Butler <laughs> would be sick. Where's George Mason? Yeah, but Butler starts in 14. So, But they're only, giving, they're only giving Providence three, which is interesting. It's at home in Butler, but – Houston, Wichita State, another nice throwback to a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be sick. Houston's favored by seven, but Houston's gotten a little cold. They were a number. They were two overall. They're fourteen now. Uh, Michigan is playing at Wisconsin. That'll be sick. Michigan's fifteen overall, twenty and five. Or sorry, Wisconsin's twenty and five, fifteen overall. Michigan's been racking up some nice wins lately. Wisconsin's favored by three at home. It's gonna be fucking sick. What did Michigan? I think Michigan, they beat Iowa. They beat Iowa on Thursday. They did lose to Ohio State. They beat Purdue, beat Penn State, lost to Purdue. I mean, they're right there. It's just like we said, Michigan's going to be one of those fucking teams that somehow pops off a few wins and sneaks into the damn tournament. Uh, Then we got Rutgers at Purdue. That's going to be sick. Rutgers is hot. Rutgers is fucking hot right now. They're 16-9. and They beat number 12 in Illinois just uh, Wednesday. They beat number 14, Wisconsin, before that. They beat number 16, Ohio State. Before this is Rutgers? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Before that. Oh, they beat number 13, Michigan State, before that. And then lost in overtime February 1st to fucking by one to Northwestern. What are they ranked? Nothing. What? So they lost to Northwestern, and then all of a sudden their next five beat Michigan State, beat Ohio State, beat Wisconsin, beat Illinois. How are they not ranked? I don't know. Probably because that Northwestern loss was pretty sad. Maybe. But they're 16-9 and nine right now playing against 23-4 and four Purdue today. Number five, Purdue. Got to be fucking sick. And then I don't care about Washington State, Washington State and USC. But the Michigan-Wisconsin game, sick. Houston-Wichita State, tricky. It's a seven-point spread. I haven't seen Wichita State, but 
if I was thinking from eight years ago, which is about how I gauge all the games. Every time I hear Wichita State, I say Wichita I State think Van Fleet, and that's it. Oh, I think Baker. Oh, that, yeah. White boy with the yeah, hair. Yep, yep. That is true. That's what I think. You know, I was watching uh, Purdue, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Michigan, <laughs> and Wichita State and Houston, all going to be fantastic games today. I was watching the uh, – oh, one, one sweet piece of information that I – didn't talk about mm-hmm. the Arkansas game, Arkansas baseball game being over at like two fifty seven, and then the basketball game starting at three. Fucking fantastic! Couldn't have been better. So I watched both of those obviously, and then when I flip after the Arkansas game, I think it was after the Arkansas game. At some point yesterday, I ended up on the Duke game, and I realized that Duke. When I watch Duke basketball, they about games, fucked around, and lost again. Well, when I watch Duke basketball games at home, it's the same feeling, same weird feeling I get when I watch home Missouri football games, like the production of it seems wrong. Like I, I, f- I love watching Duke home games. I though. feel like Duke home games on TV, they're trying to keep the the old school basketball feel to it. Like it feels like I'm watching Tell Indiana me Hoosiers like, highlights. Yes. Tell like, me it doesn't feel like they're like pumping noise or something. Well, the noise. I'm, the Arkansas games, they, they I swear to God, they were tuning our noise down on the fucking stream. There's no fucking way we were that quiet there. No way. I mean, early in the game, it was pretty loud. It was like 19,500 in that bitch. But... The Duke games, like the the noise, I don't doubt because the whole, like they they're going fucking bananas in the stands. They have one, they have one. It was Duke and Wake down. Forest. That's what I was thinking about on Tuesday. Wake Forest almost stormed back and won. Duke beat them by two. Go ahead. And Duke blocked the shot off the backboard. Duke went up for a dunk, blocked it off the backboard. They came back down, and hit a three in transition, and that place was going fucking nuts. I feel like that's one of the courts that they have student section all around to. The the whole Cameron Crazies thing, like it is anywhere they pan, people are going fucking nuts. Yes. But it, it almost looks like they put a filter over the camera, like an old-timey filter. And it looks almost like yellowed tint to it. I don't know why. It just has a weird feeling to it, like they're trying to stick back in the old old days. Damn, I missed another good one yesterday. Fucking Arizona and Oregon play. They won by, Arizona won by three. I also saw a thing that said Gonzaga has only played four road games. Yes, I saw that too. Are you fucking kidding me? And they, I mean, they beat up, they beat up on Sisters of the Blind every fucking game. They, their conference is a joke. Let me let me let me rattle these off. But he just one one in their bracket tries to figure out when Gonzaga right, not if Gonzaga beat Santa Clara uh, yesterday. Pepperdine before that, they played a ranked St. Mary's. Pepperdine's one of those teams though too that in the tournament if they make it in, I don't know what they're doing this year. I will assume they're going to win a couple games. Oh, they're seven and twenty-one. They aren't going to make it in then. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, they beat they beat Santa Clara. They beat Pepperdine. They beat a ranked St. Mary's team at home. They beat Pacific at home, at BYU, at San Diego. I mean, just go fuck yourself, San Diego. And then guess what will happen? They'll make it all the championship again. And I'll be like, God, motherfucking damn it again. Here we go. (laughs) I mean, they have a stupid team, so they should. Right. But I just... But they haven't played those games that no. prepare you for a deep tournament run. They haven't played the Texases, the Baylors, the Kansases, the anything. No, Texas Tech. They haven't played What's any of those What's fucked dudes. up, though, is they'll have one of those one-off. Like, they'll have a schedule like that, and then they'll play a Kansas somewhere in between, and they'll beat them by fucking 10. Correct. Just, yes. a, just enough to make you think, oh, they are, really are that good. Arizona really is that good. Um, I feel like Arizona, like, every three years is really fucking good. And, well, whoa. And the rest of the time, they're just pretty good. Let's talk a little All-Star Weekend. Let's talk a little All-Star Weekend. The NBA fashion, of course, which I now I'm going to have to watch more 
games, of course, because there's nothing on. But while we're transitioning to that, the one note I had on college football is they came out and officially agreed to disagree, and they're keeping the college football playoff at four for the until next the contract's over. Years. Yeah, twenty twenty five. We'll see how it goes, and surely to God they're going to expand it at that point. We're going to have enough of these situations where I'm tired of the same teams. I'm tired of the same teams, but you have all these like the teams. It seems like the top four are relatively the same every year. What do we root and for in March Madness? Five through eight are always different. We always root for Cinderella's. That's what we want in the fucking college football playoff, too. Yeah, they're going to get slaughtered. We want, want to see them. I, I want to see if they have a chance. <laughs> I want Give me to a see Hail them Mary. Get Give me a Hail Mary with three seconds left and some 12 ranked number 12 team knocks off the number two. You know what I mean? Like, And I know it's I know it's a rivalry game, so anything can happen. But like nobody thought that Auburn and Alabama were anywhere close skill wise this year. And what happened in the Iron Bowl? It was very fucking close down to the wire. Nobody thought Arkansas could hang without Bama either. Look at us. Should have won. And that's the thing. Like, in, in big moments, I'm still going to put my money on Saban. Don't get me wrong. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's us. If they expand it to eight, we make it into the college football playoff. Our I chance- will be putting cold, hard cash down as long as the uh, uh, Geppettos of the world don't freeze funds for everybody. <laughs> I will be putting fucking money on KJ Jefferson when Heisman. He's like 150 to 1 odds. Yeah. If you put 100 down on that, I think Terry's told me that it, that would be $15,000. I mean, it's going to be... It's, I'm putting 100 smacks down on KJ motherfucking Heisman next year. Who do you think the favorite will be? Bryce Caleb Young. Williams? Bryce, Bryce Young, yeah. But pre, Caleb Williams will be up there. Preseason options, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young. There's guys we're not going to know because they're going to be young dudes. Wouldn't, I, I wouldn't would, shock me if Spencer Rattler's name makes it in there. Yeah, wouldn't shock, SEC school. Yep. wouldn't shock shock me if Jackson Dart was in there. Oh, for sure. Wouldn't shock me if uh, mullet dude that went... Uh, who's that five-star fucking dude? He was the number one player. He was, played for Ohio State and then he transferred last year. Texas to Texas. Uh, he's got a mullet, white boy. He was the number one player Casey. out of high school. No, not Casey Thompson. Not him. Oh, shit. Uh, Needless to say, KJ will not be one of them. Preseason, they talk Ohio about. State. He's 150 to 1, right. so hell no. From Ohio State, who transferred to Texas. But you have a quarterback that it's racks a cool up name too. the rushing yards, too. Quinn Ewers. Yeah, yes. Quinn Ewers. That's it. Mullet boy. Yeah. He looks like he should be playing for the Chanticleers, but he's way too good for them. Hey. Fuck the Chanticleers. <laughs> I am so fucking excited for college football again. God, I'm so excited. But I will be putting, I'm not kidding you, cold hard smacks down on KJ. Especially. And we will win 11 games. Especially this FanDuel thing comes through. Oh, yeah. There's no if. Those it's fu- win. Those futures bets are going to be, I'm going to forget the amount of things I have put money on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have money rolling right now on Arkansas to win the NCAA tournament. Not going to happen. But I put $100 on that. Uh I gave that up in the first day, in the first hour, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I put it up on uh, game one. I put 50, uh, 50 bucks, I think, to win, uh, I think it's 1,050 if we make it and win. It's not going to happen, like I said. <laughs> it's but, not, not strong odds. But could you imagine? No. I'll be pissed I didn't put 500 down. <laughs> <laughs> I think your odds might be worse now yes. than they were when you put the yes. bet down. Yeah, KJ, I am very excited to see. I'm so excited. I see. I saw he got a new pit bull. Did you see that shit? Uh, Donis Bailey. Maybe. He used to play for Arkansas. Yeah. He played a few G League years and shit, but he fucking delivered OQB1, a fucking badass-looking bully pit bull. Fucking sick. Oh. Beautiful fucking colors. That brindle color. Ooh. But I also died laughing whenever it showed KJ stepping out of his apartment and into the snow 
Did you see that one? It was he was recording it, and he, oh, he opened about the being door. Bullshit. He, yeah, when he walked into the snow, <laughs> stepped on it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> KJ don't like that shit. Speaking of don't like that shit and what the fuck, All Star Weekend. <laughs> What's a fucking joke? Shit sucks. Dunk contest, scrap it. So, before we get into that. Skills challenge, scrap it. The skills challenge, so the, the I don't know how long it's been a thing. I don't feel like they've had the three-team thing. No. I enjoyed that. Like, I enjoyed the possibilities that, that creates. The the Antetokounmpo brothers, like, yes, it's cool. They get to do it together. Why can't they, we get somebody playing horse? They stink, okay? Like, the other two stink. They're so <laughs> bad. They're only bad. there because of Giannis. And then they had that. Chuck said it before the All-Star shit. He said, well, as long as Giannis is playing, his brother's got a job. <laughs> I mean, they got into a shootout. His brother is a spaz. He is a spaz. <laughs> well, they got into a he half. He just sprints nonstop and just doesn't move. Like, they it's got into a half-court shootout against Darius Garland. And it's not, I it's fucking not, love Darius Garland. It's not Giannis. And they, they mentioned it would happen. It's like, <clears> he's going to beat whoever you put out there, so you might as well put it. Like, Giannis didn't want the fucking smoke from the internet of getting dusted on the first shot of that half-court no. shootout. Oh, it was bad, though. Was I really did bad. like the half-court shot shit. That was sick. I liked the shooting portion of it. Not the three-point contest, but the shooting shit. I like that. Just let him play some horse or something. Like, let him play some three-on-three three or some shit. Like, put a couple of, you know, two, four, six, however many you want to put in there, and just, like, play some three-on-three. Three. Just fuck do, around. Do three games of one-on-one yeah, with those teams. Give me one-on-one -on -one games, yes. Then you get to pick, like, all the, okay, that's clearly their best guy. Who are we putting on them? Horse, one-on-one. -on Could -one. you have NBA personalities who are going to have to concede, like, yes, you give us the best chance against that guy. Give me, my, give me Miles Garrett versus Trey Young. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give me an NFL player playing an NBA player. That would be cool. Like a pros versus Joes thing in the All-Star game. Like, let a regular, a random person from the stands come out there and have a shooting contest. Oh, gotta be bad. But wouldn't that be sick? Yeah. That's the kind of shit that'll get the people going. And I don't understand this whole bullshit. No one's trying to see Steph Curry and Aisha Curry come out there and talk no. with 2 chains and his wife you and pick different secrets about their lovers that the world needed to not know. You can, and it was it was stupid. It's like whose personality closer to Charles Barkley? Yep. Who cares? Who makes the weirder noises? <laughs> what in what context? <laughs> that matters. Twitter was roasting him. It was terrible. A fucking uh, whoa! He put out there and he said, uh, "This this better have been the biggest check the NBA has ever seen in their <laughs> lives." Because this whole All Star Weekend sucked. The three point contest was the only cool thing. I'm good with the skills challenge, and I'm good with the three teams. But I just want to know, like, what metrics they're using to come up with these three teams like the rookies need to be a thing every year like you, you pick the three top rookies put them on a team we together. want giddy out there at all times any way you can get him in he's electric i do enjoy that white boy smooth the Cavs thing was strange i mean you have it's because it's in cleveland right and i get that you have three i was happy to see jared allen out there it was cool to see he, him get a little he was the main person looked like he was having the fucking time of his life yes he showed up in a fucking hoodie and jeans and everybody's making fun Roasted of him, him for it that's what he says. Like, you mean wear $5,000 change? Like, I felt comfortable in it. Yeah, no, this is what I was comfortable in. Shut the hell this up. This is his only time throughout the season to relax. Like, none of this shit doesn't matter. This should wake up. It's just for fun. This should open people's eyes to Darius Garland, too, this whole weekend. Oh, it definitely did. But you can. He was a baller out of Vandy, and he was a baller. He's been hurt a little bit, but. You know what would have been funny? He's fantastic. You know what would have been funny and petty by the NBA, and they wouldn't have done it because it would have created turmoil? What? If their teams would have been like the Cavs, the Rooks, and they would have made, if they just, I don't know what they call it, the Monstars, whatever everybody thought, and just make KD, Harden, and Kyrie do it together after Harden got traded. Do what that, together? 
in the skills challenge. Oh. Like that was the third team instead of the Antetokounmpo's. That would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah. I don't know what, like I said, if, if you're open to any possibilities on how you make up those teams, you could come up with some pretty fun teams to watch. Good. The passing thing is terrible. It needs to it's stop. so bad. That shit is garbage. You know, that's the first thing you learn how to do in basketball is how to fucking pass. And then, of course, LeBron goes and has to make this weekend about himself. He's pissing me off again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I love it. Well, he was shouting out. He was sitting up in the... I did think it was really cool to see him come out there. Then They announced him. He walked out, the, out there on the court and stuff when the All-Star Weekend started and everything. And the whole fucking crowd went nuts whenever LeBron walked out there, which I get it's it. It's cool. Made me feel good. It was made me feel happy. And then, like, he was doing a press conference sitting up at the table or whatever. First off, why are we doing press conferences with only LeBron James? This is the fucking All-Star Weekend. What are we doing here? Second, they asked him about something about that giddy dude. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I love that dude. But the G, the G, or uh, but the MVP is Presty. He said, I don't know how this dude sees what he sees. I don't know how he finds all these players, but look at the list of players that Sam Presti has found. He said, that dude is the MVP. And uh, he was like, yeah, that, that giddy kid right there, like I think he said something like he's, he's, uh, he's slick or he's smooth, something like that. Like He likes, he likes the white boy. Uh, and then, of course, well, you know, I'm just so happy to see Cleveland here getting a all-star game. You know, they got they got a DG, Darius Garland out there, and they got, a, you know, Jared Allen out there. And, you know, they got me. <laughs> oh, my God. They don't. He literally said that. And then he also Fuck said that Evan he, Mobley. they asked him about him coming back. I'm not a big guy, fan of Evan Mobley. That motherfucker's a liability. Well, I mean, you're saying soft. you're trying to – Trying to come up with names of people who are in Cleveland. He is the only other one at the fucking All-Star Weekend. And you are not. Cleveland doesn't have you. I don't care if you have a house there or not. You're in L.A. Yep. You know how fucking... how I'm going to pluck my eyeballs out. You know, he said multiple times, like, the last team I play on will be with my kid. If He's said fuck, that for four years. If, I don't know why anybody's surprised by that. No, I, I don't think anybody's surprised by it. If, he's just trying to get his son drafted. If somehow, but it's, he's going to get him drafted number one overall, regardless if he's worth it or not. Dude, they're talking about he might not even get drafted. I saw a thing on Twitter that made a lot of sense. And it but was they like, think they can get LeBron too, so it's like, oh, fuck, I'll take him. Well, you're going to get, and it's not even get him so he can make your team a contender. It's Because like, I don't know how, how many years that is that his kid's going to be drafted. But either way, like you're going to get his kid with him, the amount of fucking money that's going to come from that, is going to be worth. I mean, everybody a, saw a lot. Everybody saw the numbers, like when when LeBron <laughs> when LeBron was in Cleveland, the net worth of the team was like two billion or something like that, and then when he left, it dropped to five hundred million. Well, they showed they to put it into perspective. They showed the ticket prices for the last two Duke home games with for Coach K, and the cheapest ticket for the North Carolina game is like nine thousand dollars or nine hundred dollars is the cheapest ticket. Mm-hmm. That's a coach in college. Yeah. That's also his last year. If he's right, and if LeBron says his last year is going to be the year that his kid plays, you're getting all those home games of tickets. People are going to want to see LeBron's last year. They're going to want to see him play with his kid. I'm saying, I'm not saying he's worth it, but it would it would not shock me. Bronny, if he's a number one pick. Uh, Bronny's. I mean, he's good. It's not especially like he's if not the good, wrong but. team gets the number one pick. That is on like if it's like the Kings or something. Like you're not going to fix your team with the number one overall pick anyway, but you can make a shit ton of money. I can see him doing it. I, I don't even... I mean, he might get drafted in the first round. I mean, well, Kyle Kuzma out of college and, and Donovan Mitchell out of college and those kind of guys looked 
way better than what Bronny looks like he's going to be. So but, I, I but don't. That's, that's what I was getting at. Like, what if somehow Cleveland ends up drafting his kid and he comes back again? That'd be some shit. Oh, that my was my God. next point. They also asked him, uh, you know, could you see could you see a return to Cleveland before you retire? And he said, I'm not going to rule that out. That, that door hasn't closed. Rule it out. I would love to see him come back there for his final year in the league. Like, I would fucking, I mean, the nostalgia of that, like, bust out the Mitchell and Nest rookie jerseys. I'm, oh, I would love it. I would I fucking would love, not it. love it. However, he has left the Lakers in turmoil. So, <laughs> they have no picks until 2027. They have, that's the reason they didn't, they were almost traded for John Wall. They almost traded uh, Westbrook back and got John Wall in return, but they asked for the 2027 first. And Polinka knows when LeBron leaves next year, if he leaves next year, whatever it is, they're host. We need fucking picks, yeah. and we don't have any. So we need to figure something out here. That I'm not giving you the first round pick because we're going to be a lottery team. They will be a fucking lottery team when LeBron leaves. Trade Anthony Davis. His contract will be up in two years, and they should have traded him this year before the deadline. You could have got a fucking King's Ransom for him. You could have gotten Sabonis. You could have gotten Tyrese Halliburton. You could have gotten all those dudes. It's also your best chance at trading Westbrook is if you package those two, whether you be in a, in a three team trade or what. I mean, that's a hundred million in salary for one year, right there. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you have, if you you'd have multiple teams in on this, yeah. But trading just Get, Westbrook, you could right have got Carl Anthony Towns out of Minnesota, Sabonis from who Indiana. Out, won the fucking three point contest. You damn right. Yeah, LeBron always has to make everything about himself, and it has officially started to get old to me. Um, I am excited to see. I'm not. I'm not. I almost said I was excited <laughs> to see LeBron retire, but I'm not. That's in the moment because it's going to be. It'll be a big Ben situation for me. Like I, it's going to be unbelievable when he retires. He has pissed me off more late than I have been proud. But when he went that last run, it was tough to watch. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be hard. And I think we got two years of LeBron left. That's it. Um, that's all I got to say about that. The three point contest. Was so fucking money. <laughs> it is clearly the best fucking event of the weekend. It's the most consistent. It's the most fun. Sure. They have the big names. They have all the people that that everyone likes to see. If you don't have big names like that suck ass dunk contest, it's garbage. I turned off after the first round. So this the, is god. This the, is god awful. You didn't. I don't think you had turned it on yet. The shooting portion of the that. skills challenge. They had like they had a five point spot, which they're calling the Dame Lillard spot. Like it was almost half court. Oh, that's. But then they had though that one four point was in the corner, the corner three, three points for the top of the key, and then they had like two points at the elbow, wherever the other one ended up. Mm-hmm. The three point contest, if you can give them like different options as far as like distance from the goal, and like hey, if you set your rack up here, this is the points. If you set it up here, this is the points. And see how many people would put like their like Trey Young putting his money rack way back there or something like that, because it'll get. There's nothing wrong with three point contest. No, no, where I'm, you not, need I'm not saying that there is. You don't have to. But there wasn't anything wrong with the dunk contest either, and now it stinks. And I it's don't the players that are in it. That's it. I don't know that it is. Like, have we seen everything? That's another issue. We've seen fucking every right. dunk there is to do. But like, when's we don't get fucking Dwight Howard's in it, Vince Carter's in it, Tracy McGrady's in it. We don't get Kobe's in it. We don't get. Shacks, we don't get, we don't get anything. We get Ob Toppin and fucking like. <laughs> That's the thing though is I, I wonder. Sorry as hell because my original thought was like this was so bad and the public outcry for how bad it was might entice big people to go in. I think it, it's a detriment. Like I think I, I'm, they're probably thinking I'm not gonna go out there and fucking stink up the place. 
I'm going to have everybody sitting there thinking I can't dunk. LeBron could go out there and halfway try, and he would win that dunk contest. Imagine John the Morant. Le- exactly. The John Morants, the LeBrons, the even Westbrook. Like, Oh, because they were talking about last night about the creativity. Well, I think it was Obi Toppin they were talking about. His creativity, but all the dunks were soft. Ain't going to be no soft dunks. Westbrook will take that there. motherfucking rim off the fucking well, thing. Westbrook, like, LeBron, John Morant, all of them. Like, there's some ferocity when they fucking want to dunk. We, we miss the Blake Griffins. We miss the Zach Levines. We miss I was the, thinking about that last night. At no point have I ever thought in the last five, six years, I wonder if somebody's going to pull a fucking car out here. Yeah, it was a cool thought. It was just a lame gonna, dunk. Right. I wonder if somebody's going to raise the goal to fucking 11 feet. <sighs> like, stuff like that. Why are we not? Like, it, it's almost like these guys don't have the means to ask for these creative like because it's I, if I can sit here and come up with the I mean I know the the car thing was Blake Griffin specifically but like raising up the goal like shit like there's no props there's no nothing people want to fucking change in different uniforms don't care because it's the players the all the all the, the all the past dunk contests with those players in it have all been awesome whenever they stop shifting in the big names the dunk contests have just not been the same. It's the player. It's the aura. It's the presence that they bring. No one fucking cares to watch Obi Toppin. Right. It, that's all. Cole Anthony. Like no one was the Tim's dunk. Cole was cool. Anthony. It was a cool attempt. Cole Anthony drove me insane yesterday watching him. And I get it. He was trying to play to the crowd and build up the theatrics. When you're not getting the response, stop. It's it's painful to watch when you keep doing it like that. I also saw they were talking about it yesterday during the dunk contest. It was like. We need to make the first round. It's you and the fucking ball. You can't have anybody throw it to you. You can't have anybody do shit because it doesn't work. Zach Levine won the dunk contest with no props. Right. With nobody tossing it to him, with nobody doing a goddamn thing. He jumped from the free throw line twice, went from under the rim on a self-alley-oop. You can do this shit by yourself and make it on the first attempt. If you take two, three, four attempts to fucking make your dunk, no one cares anymore. No. Our attention span is so fucking short, like... We know it's hard, but it's not as cool. And that's what I'm saying. The Aaron Gordon Zach Levine dunk contest was the end of it. So, well, and like the Obi Toppin, the one that technically won him the dunk contest, he could have done a fucking layup, but it was the same one he had tried two times in the last round. And yeah, he nailed it first try. And if he had had it first try originally, would have been cool. But we already knew it was coming. Just because you finally got it, that was the that was the exclamation point on the dunk contest. No. And everybody, every time he got done, he was like, 50? 50? No. There wasn't anything close to a fucking 50. We want Zions. We want Jaws. We want LeBrons. We want... Prime time for Zion to fucking get in this. I think there's a serious situation going on with him. Very, very possible. But, like, he he has no... I think he got only, hurt. They said he hurt himself again. He only has negative publicity going at this point. We know, if nothing else, we know that motherfucker can dunk. And you know what's impressive? Dunking at 300 pounds. Like, that's your problem right now. Is Offer him a million dollars. you're extremely heavy. And if you can... People are people are excited about dunking in Timberlands because it makes it harder. Being fucking huge also makes it harder to dunk like that. I had to text Salak immediately. As soon as I saw him put Tim's on, because Salak's from New York. As soon as I saw him put Tim's on, I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. I texted him. I was like, are you fucking seeing this? And he's like, yo. <laughs> well, in the first two attempts that he had looked like... And they, they talked about it on the broadcast. Like, he was intentionally... Fucking it up, like trying to build it up, and then he just did it the third time. It just wasn't cool. Nope. I was not a fan of any part of it, much like everybody else. Three-point contest, though, was sick. Uh, Luke Kennard came out there and looked like he was never going to miss in the first round. Yes. Carl Anthony Towns put up a very good first round. My boy Zach Levine was the second worst. He started Reggie hot, Miller. Though. Reggie Miller wanted to suck off. There we go. Arms McGee so bad. Here we go. He's big. 
For yeah, he's got big arms, big player. fucking deal. For a basketball player. Well, Reggie, Reggie Miller's Miller just figure. openly, like, <laughs> putting lipstick on himself with ba- with with his <laughs> dick. Like, I, I don't. I, he's a uh, Reggie Miller, Steve Buscemi from Billy Madison. Sit there putting on lipstick. Yes. at his house, just yes. looking at pictures of what was it, Derek Brooks? Who was it? Uh, I don't, what? No, no, no. Uh, I don't remember his name. It's not Derek Brooks. Barn Bane. I almost thought it was Bane. No. Can't remember. Anyway, which brings me to the point that I made prior that you're finally on Reggie Miller is a terrible announcer. Bingo. Why did they turn so PC? I can't fucking stand Reggie Miller. And it's only because of of hearing him on the broadcast. It has nothing to do with him playing basketball. Reggie Miller, the announcer, is terrible. He's awful. And Dwayne Wade, the announcer, is bad too. He'll never get the proper respect that he deserves because he's still on TV so much. I don't know. If you would just ride off into the fucking sunset, if he would have, the like the aura and the fucking mystery and shit just builds. Like you don't it just it's it's like Kobe. You don't Kobe ain't sitting around fucking sitting on no damn uh TV screen after he gets done with his games. Like he's fucking gone. And that's the thing that made him so fucking cool. Well, like, and like outside of the last dance, which I know was a big deal. What do you you don't hear day to day about Michael Jordan? Nope. And like full transparency, Michael Jordan. Today, probably could have won the dunk contest yesterday. Probably so. I mean, that's, that's another situation you could do. And that's where... Get that's, ex-players to come in there and do dunks. That's why I say I don't know so much about the whole Dwayne Wade thing being terrible is because he snaps back into it. Like, at the end of the dunk contest, like, I give that dunk contest a six. Like, it's, like, he, it's like Kenny Smith. He's so terrible. <laughs> he is an awful announcer. That's why we like Chuck and Shaq, because they go against the grain. They joke with each other. They make fun of each other. That's the shit we like to see, but... Anyways, three-point contest. We, we keep veering away from it. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is officially the best shooting big man ever. He said it, and when he said it, it, want, it made me want to get pissed off whenever he said it on TV. And then I sat back and really started thinking. I was like, I mean, he, 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 he might, might be. be. <laughs> <laughs> he, and it's, you know, the era's before the big men didn't shoot. They couldn't even shoot free throws. Look at Shaq. Look at Yao. The bigs couldn't shoot. Yao had a nice little mid-range, but... The bigs didn't typically shoot. Nowadays, shit. The centers are just as good as the damn guards with the ball. <laughs> the problem is with that is Anthony Davis is somewhere saying, see, I told you. Just let me stand out here and shoot. I don't want to go down low. He is terrible. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I would rather have Carl. If you could trade Anthony Davis in a package for Carl Anthony Towns, do it. You do it. You, you do it this offseason. Yes, today. The, I don't know. Like, the dunk contests when they were good, like people remembered years and who won what and what their signature dunks were. I've because never because of the names, correct. But even in the three point contest, like there's no like Carl Anthony Towns will be one that sticks out forever now. Of like, oh, you remember when so and so won the three point contest? Because if you ask me any year, I have no fucking clue who won the three point contest year to year. But Carl Anthony Towns winning it, it's a big deal. Dame was in it before. Steph was in it before. Clay was in it before. The three point contest always has the big names. And then the dunk contest is nothing. And I'm even okay with like the Stephs and the Clays not being in it now because they were in it every year for like the three or four year span yeah, there. But we got to, I need it. I need to see I mean, it. I need I it. I was still, I need Reggie that. Moon headband on Clay Thompson with the <laughs> fucking red, white, and blue headband out there shooting three. I need it. Leaving the warm up jacket on like Clay did one time. Sick. Old school Larry Bird style. Just, you know what? Fuck it. I'm leaving my jacket on. I'll shoot this bitch and still beat you. That's the fucking shit we need to see. Steph out there. We we just have to fucking see it. We have to. I mean, I, I have would, grown an all new respect for Steph. I would still prefer it, but it's not like they just 
bowed out of it all the time. Like they did it for multiple years, and now like, all right, let me have, let me let somebody else have the have the moment. I'm cool with that. Just fucking do it once. Like, give me a dunk contest with all big names once. Let it be successful. Let everybody love it, and then everybody else be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm in. And I'm not even asking for fucking A-list people. I am. Just give me. That's all. It's gonna. This shit is gonna be dead if you don't do it. Well, I'm. Not, I mean, let me rephrase. I'm not asking for like a complete everybody be a A-list person. Like, give me one or two, and then the rest can be somewhat notable players. How about the people in the All Star game, or the people who are in the dunk contest? Your starters for the All Star game have to make up, or the bench. Like you can even do the bench versus the bench. They're all fucking. They're all fucking greats. But then you're going to get people selected to the All Star game based off their ability to dunk or shoot no, no, no. Three. Just, just it, it, none of that shit matters. Like, I see what okay, I see what you're saying, but I, I don't think there's anybody that can't dunk unless it's like Patty Mills gets in there. Like, <laughs> maybe. Clearly, Steph's not going to be out there doing a dunk contest, right? But if you and could, you could flop, you could maybe just pick your your starters. Anybody who can dunk, who can't dunk versus the bench, can just put. People who can dunk on the bench and just play. Like I got an idea. You only get to pick from your all-star starters for the dunk contest and three-point contest. If they can't, if like if they're not good at one or the other, they get to pick the person that represents them in each contest because they're not going to pick turds. And if those lesser-known guys are representing the big-name guys, they're going to give their best. Same same concept with like the dunk contest being one or two big-name people and the rest being lesser known, if you got the big name people in there, you're going to give everything you got to try to hang with them. If yeah. you let people pick someone to play in place of them, I'm okay with that too. How about only the all-stars who are in the all-star game play the entire weekend except for the Rising Star Challenge? It's all them, the whole thing. That's big names, every event, everyone's good, everyone's elite. I like the Rising Stars Challenge, so don't scrap that, but I don't like it. I didn't like it this year. I like it all the, the previous years before where you do bigs versus smalls and like shit like that. Like that's, I like to see it. Sh- throw it through a tire one time, dribble up the court, make a layup. Also, dribble back down, shoot a three. Who wins? How many people have you, do you have to watch miss the fucking weave out of those signs and not fuck it up? Giannis's brother. My God. There was like four people that just didn't weave between three signs correctly. How the fuck is that possible? One of them tried to shake him. Like what? <laughs> it's a standstill, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was all bad. I did enjoy the Carl Anthony Towns shimmy for the three. Whenever, uh, uh, who started it? There was someone that did it first. Fuck. Someone shimmied first, and then Carl Anthony Towns did it back. Yeah, because they missed and it. And sunk it. Oh, CJ McCollum. Yeah. CJ McCollum shimmied first, missed the three. Carl Anthony Towns had like five seconds, shimmied on the last three, swish. His feet don't even leave the ground when he shoots. He no. just goes to the tiptoes and shoots. And it's swish city every fucking time. Yeah, wait. I love the three point contest. Scrap the dunk contest. Get it the fuck out of my squish, face. Squish, as Wade says. Yeah, he says he made a squish. Yeah, made a squish. It. Squish it. It was bad. I don't expect it to get better either. No, but today's game will be sick. Today's game, dude. We got Arkansas baseball plays at one. There's no Sunday night. Usually, it's we got football, but we got the All Star game. We do. So I'll take that. I said I had an NFL note. The only thing I had was the Steelers hired Brian Flores mm-hmm. as their linebackers and assistant. Defensive coordinator. He'll or, be bumped to your defensive coordinator by next year. See, and that's the thing. If I, I love it regardless because our linebacking core was the worst part <laughs> of our defense last year. I'm I'm not including TJ Watt in this. Like our, our no, interior, that's, that's our, interior right, our interior linebackers. If if Brian Flores can fix Devin Bush, 
Win. Complete win. Yeah, if not, that's that's a huge bust of a pick, which right. I didn't which see coming as a bust. I didn't either, but we've had those. Like the, our defensive yeah, first round I can't picks, fault Pittsburgh had. for that. Like it was the right. Everybody thought time. Bush was going to be the dude. Correct. Those Devin Bush and Devin White were the two that everybody were f- sure were going to be good, and we're f- seeing Devin White fall off. So, but he, Devin Bush was the wrong pick, unless Brian Bush can fix him. But the thought process being obviously, if you can get a guy like that on your on your coaching staff, it's a win. But if this is setting up for like. Well, we're going to promote because like, like, we both said I'll take him as our defense coordinator right now. Absolutely, and what did we do? We promoted from within. Our secondary coach got promoted to our defense coordinator. Our secondary, outside of Minka Fitzpatrick, you know what? I'm not going to say it wasn't good in recent me- in recent memory was not good. We had Witherspoon, we had Cam Sutton do okay. Um, there was several Norwood did decent a little bit. Norwood did good. We had several lesser known guys that produced, which is not normal. So. That's like TDB. getting Sneed and Ward to fucking, right. all of a sudden they're good. Rashad oh. Fenton out of South Carolina, what the fuck is this? But if we're bringing him into the coaching staff so we can say in two or three years, like, oh, look, see, we're going to stick with promoting from within and bringing Flores up. My only hope is that he stays there. Like, Pitt, Pittsburgh, in the middle of all this shit, was the only team that was going to touch it. The Rooney rule, the Rooney's the owners. Mm-hmm. Like, in the middle of all this is the only way I think I really thought Kansas City would make a move for him for D.C. I really did. But... If this thing drags on, he could very well still be in that position when we realize that Terrell Austin doesn't work out and then promote from within and we end up with Flores as our defense coordinator 100%. either way, which would be fantastic. Yes. That is a win-win. And honestly, I'm not wishing away Mike Tomlin. I'm not, I'm not trying to speed up his his career. But, he could but if he can successor. stay as a defensive coordinator under Tomlin, because Tomlin's a defensive mind as well, if he could stay as the D.C. until Tomlin is done and then promote from within and he ends up being your head coach, Fucking best case scenario win. at this point. That's a win. So that's exciting. I'm excited to see. I will be paying much closer attention to our linebacking core this year because I'm expecting almost immediate improvement. It can't get much worse. Joe Schobert's going to be gone to be a cap casualty. At least you have a good defensive line. So you'll have. I'm not convinced that we have good it, linebackers. And I'm not bad convinced offense, that to it won't be a cap casualty this year, just because he can't stay healthy. He's very fucking good, but he's in. But he consistently has he's out six, season seven games. ending injuries. I also saw I'd love to have potential to trades see. for Tyron Smith because of the same thing. Really for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. that'd be good for you guys. It would be well if he can fucking stay healthy. We're gonna have to do something. To it would be would open up some big money. Show for like nine point three million. That was an experiment. Did I tell you I saw a fucking story? I didn't mean to cut you off. Did I tell you I saw a fucking story about the Chiefs might trade for Calvin Ridley? Mm-mm. They're trying to confirm if, if uh, this is according to some report, but that they're trying to confirm if his head's still in the game, if he still wants to actually play, or if he's wearing towards like, I don't have fun playing football anymore, or what it is. And they're saying if he just wants out of Atlanta, they could make a move to get Calvin Ridley. What do you think they do with their pick if they pick up a wide receiver? Because Kansas City's going to draft a receiver. Probably. I, I wish they draft the defensive lineman, but if they take a receiver <clears throat> at what, 30? Yeah. 29? I mean, there's lots of options there. There's, there's pretty, I think for the foreseeable future, the, what, the receiving class is going to be deep every draft. People are, just, people are just way more NFL ready than they were before. Agreed. So, I mean, you could, like I've, shit, you could take I've a big receiver. I've seen Dotson going to Kansas City. I'd love, Burks. I would love Dotson. I would love Burks. I would love Olave. He, he's the one that everybody loves right now is Olave, but. You have you have couple from Alabama. You have a couple from Ohio State. I would love James you Williams. Have Dawson, you have Burke. Like the, it's going to be that way. You don't or, have to trade for Calvin Ridley. You really don't. He's 
a fucking freak. I would love to have him. Right. But I'd rather sign like an Allen Robinson and then draft a fucking draft a Dotson and just call it good. You don't lose a pick. You don't have to pay twenty million for a receiver. None of that. Yeah. Do not re-sign Matthew. Low key, think about trading Chris Jones. Just gonna say it. You you get nothing from him in the playoffs. You don't think they'll re-sign Matthew? No, I don't. Um, Cap cut Frank Clark. Gotta go. Uh, at 56 and 49 are on the roster next year. Kill yourselves. Um, <laughs> They'll be on the roster. No, they won't. Dan Sorensen will be. No, they won't. They're done. There's You cannot defend it anymore. <laughs> you have favorite. analysts making fun of of him. You have people the next day on talk shows saying, what the hell is Dan Sorensen even doing? Where's he looking? <laughs> it's, it's fucking second and goal from the two-yard line. Dan Sorensen has the flats. And guess what he does? Goes into the back of the corner. What? Yeah. He's, no, but he's you one of those guys. Every him. team has him. He's a fan favorite. He'll Mm-mm. stick around way too long. Who's y'all's? Right. No, not every team has him. Just Kansas City stupid ass. Zach Banner. It. Zach Banner. We do have one, but he barely plays because he's always hurt and he's not that good when he plays. Dan's never hurt. You which have is him. a good reason why he. Sh- it would even more so tell you you should get rid of him. But he's a fan favorite. And, and our offensive line is so bad that because he's a fan favorite, people are like, well, why didn't you give Zach Banner minutes? Because he stinks and he's hurt. <laughs> but we like him better. Dan is so bad. But Frank Clark will go. Uh, we might have to do something at middle linebacker because Hitchens ain't good. And he might be another <laughs> cap cut. Uh, Hitchens, Clark, got to go. I guess hold on to Chris Jones, but Loki might want to look at trying to trade, get his, do something with that. $90 million, I'm sorry, you're not getting shit from them. Restructure it. Restructure minimum. that shit immediately. You ain't getting a damn thing from them. Love Thornhill, like Sneed, like Fenton, love Ward. Going to have to extend him soon. That's coming. Uh, We're good at linebacker, but we need a middle. Defensive line, it's a fucking shit show. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Don't know what the fuck we do there. But uh, Trade for Miles Garrett, can we do that? Is that a thing? Can we trade for Joey Bosa? What can we do something here? We'll give you fucking God help me. Get me get me Nick Bose over here now. It, it's fucking we're dead. We have nothing on the defensive line, so we get no pressure. And all the fucking that's why our corners are in fucking on Nelson Islands all game. Because we cannot get pressure. We can't do it. You know what would be interesting? At a minimum, you wanted to save your pick and not have to pay anybody very much. James Washington will not be on the Steelers next year. And he's a good deep threat. I would not Big be excited body. about that. But if we give you, work, I'm working up a trade here. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah. Give you to it, and it doesn't work because it's going to be a free agent. But say we say Juju is under contract. I give you to it and Juju for Chris Jones. See ya. Okay. Done deal. Appreciate that. <laughs> Both teams get better. To it will give us just as much production as fucking Chris Jones <laughs> will. On the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> but if you had Chris Jones inside with J.J. Watt, or not J.J. Watt. T.J., I'm so sorry. T.J. Watt. And the way Highsmith's been coming along on the outside, gross. Nasty. Gross. Glad we made that happen. <laughs> if we were GMs, that's exactly the shit that would happen. 100%. And we'd <laughs> exactly be fired. Like that. We'd be fired very quickly. Other than that, I got nothing. I don't either. Show's over. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong.